morning guys, welcome back, um, the Only Talk podcast, this is what you're listening to right now, um, uh, me and Chris, we just recorded an episode where we talk about graduating, it's the Only graduation retrospective, we talk about, you know, moving on from school and what our final year was like and all that sort of stuff, and growing and all the that mushy stuff, yeah, this is in the episode, so enjoy it. One. Pokemon go to the polls. Fucking oh, great. <laughs> good meme. Fucking good meme. Best meme. top notch meme. Best meme. What do you have a do you have a favorite meme at the moment, Chris? Um, probably I like the Kermit Frog memes. They're my they're my faves. That's your that's your your specialty, isn't it? Yeah, I'm Kermit the Crit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are too, and Jacob. Jacob, he loves his um his bloody Pepe. He loves Pepe. He's a big fan yep. of his Pepe. And uh, so you're not Hayden's all about Kevin 07 He's all he's got. He's got his signature meme. I don't think I have a signature meme. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of um he comes that boy, but I haven't really made it my own. And I think it's a meme that you know I should make my own. Yeah. But um, cause yeah, you know, in a little in a little group chat, we had a bit of a. Last night was very interesting. Did you go back and read through everything in last night's chat? Yes, I did. Yes, there was a lot of there was a lot of roasting between yes. specifically me and Brad. Like you know, there was a few things in between, but I feel, I feel like you guys get a bit hostile sometimes. But see, I don't know when Brad gets um, I don't know when Brad gets angry and when he's just faking it. Yeah, I really can't <laughs> tell. Yeah. See, like I was just making fun of Brad for obviously he's funny. But the meme that, like, that is not funny is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe it, it, sometimes it can die off a bit. But, you know, I just think I think it's it's funny getting under Brad's skin. Like, I don't think he's actually... I don't know if he's actually offended at it. But his reaction, regardless, just, you know, gives me a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> he's a he's a funny boy. Yeah. Um. So, Chris, today is... I was about to say it's September 11th, but no. It's September... It's not even September. That was two months ago. What? November 11th. What? It was... What I was thinking on? about 9... I, will, I saw 11 and then, you know, I was thinking Stop about... Thinking um, George Bush and, you know, all the terrorists, no. Al-Qaeda, Ariba, Ariba. They're all the same thing. Um, wait, is that, exactly. But what about three years ago from now, from now, three years ago from now, yes, that's correct, um, we graduated. Was it We finished three school. Years? Was it three years? Because well, I'm 21, and we were in year 12 years, and we're 18. Yeah. Does it feel like three years? It feels like longer than three years. Yeah, I, I agree. It feels like a fucking lifetime ago. Because, so, we both went to the same school. Unfortunately. We were, yeah. unfor- fuck you. Um, <laughs> You know, we, were, we weren't as close as we've become. You know, we, were, we couldn't, you know... Uh, Oh, well, I mean, we were, we were friends, but we weren't, like, super close or anything. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that we weren't super close. And then, actually, I think I think the first time after school was that we sort of, you know, got back together was I invited you for a coffee at the, at the Crowded House, our, our, our local, um, our local God, breakfast. I don't, I, and I don't even remember that. Don't you really? No. I invited you to, to Crowded House and... You know, we had a bit of a coffee, ended up going for about three hours, and we sat down and talked about life, and I cried a little bit because my company was going to shit, and... Actually, yes, I but do yeah, remember the, it now. I remember the crying remember and the company going to shit. Ah, uh, that's right. <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of it, yep. 
Because it's interesting how... Because we discussed it before, like, it's been mentioned before, in podcasts before, but it's really hard after school to actually, like, keep friends. Like, I think about it, Like, obviously, you and I were friends. Yeah. Like, we were, you know, all right friends. But your sort of group of friends, do you really talk... From high school, from that... More that that year 12, do you talk to very many of them anymore? Uh, not on a regular basis. Probably the only two I've really kept in touch with would be Dean and Megan. Um, ah, good, like, good old Dean and I Megan. haven't spoken to Brock or Daniel or any anyone like that. Actually, no, I've spoken to them online, but not face-to-face since school. Because they've all gone on their, their various paths. Like Brock, which we all knew Brock, what Brock was going to do. He was going to go into the... Um, Bloody, what's he in? Is it Army, Air Force, something like that? Defense Force, yeah. Defense Force, there. Yeah. And we all knew that's what his path was. It always seemed like that's what he wanted to do. What's Daniel doing now, do you know? Uh, he, he, he's still, I think he's still working at Woolworths in Musselbrook, I think. Okay, so he just stayed around. Yeah, he's Cause still it's, around. Because it's, it's, um, it's funny how people, like, I don't know... People make plans that they're going to go do stuff and then it just turns out completely wrong. And then some people make plans that it turns out perfectly. And then some people, it's like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's they, 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 start, their, they start their way and then they just get lost. Not that they get lost, but it's like... It, your first few years, are, it's very different. Like, for you, for example, like, you walked essentially straight into a job. So, like, mm. for you, you might have been a bit lucky. Well, not straight yeah. into a job, but you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, I had... um. After high school, I sort of had, like, two or three months where I was kind of just like, well, what do I do now? And then I'm like, okay, I have to get up and actually do something with my life. Because, obviously, at that point, I was offered a place in a uni, but I didn't really want to go to uni to do that thing. So, I was like, I'll just just wait to see what happens. Then, um, eventually, I found, yeah, I was looking in the paper, found a job advertisement for to work in a lab as a tribologist and I applied for that and got that job and I did that for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, so where did you get that job? When did you, where did you apply for that job? Oh, it was in like March 2015. Oh, so it was the year after you graduated. Yeah. So there was a quite a few months there. Yeah. That you were sort of just in, li- in limbo, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Because I was the same. I was the same. I so I sort of, I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but I was, I got an offer for my course beforehand, before we even did our exams. Maybe oh yes, it was before we did our exams. It was for media communications by distance, and it was because it was it was based on ATAR, but it was born it was more based like it didn't have to rely on the ATAR. It was one of I think it was one of the only courses that, you know, it just went off your um what you did in year, 12, year 11 and 12 mm. and not the actual HSC exams itself. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I was, and I was very lucky to get in that course. And I think it was two weeks before I was supposed to start. And what the plan was, was, you know, I was going to stay at home, work at the commercial in Aberdeen, you know, just being a little kitchen hand boy <laughs> and just, and do, and study from distance and then work my own stuff. And I was like, you know, I really don't want to. I really don't want to study this course anymore because, like, I was looking into it and it was like, like, you know, there's the media stuff and all that sort of stuff, but there was also things like history and, well, I think it was what most it was, like, it, it was, like, history and politics and stuff like that and it's like, 
I don't. This isn't the way I want to learn. Yeah. And I think they they dig they they uh, they smash India like very heavily, like a real like you have to go to university to be successful in some sort of way. And that's what everyone else is doing, but like everyone who seemed like they're going to be successful was doing. Yeah. I did. I, did, I hated that. I really hated yeah, that. Yeah, I I noticed that a lot. Like with our generation, it seems to be basically yeah, you've got to gear your whole schooling career towards going to university because if you don't go to university you're going to end up with some dreary horrible job for the rest of your life that you know it's going to give you like minimum wage or that sort of stuff it's not true though it's not true like it's really not true it's not true at all like most people i see going to university probably only half the people that actually go to university get the job on the other side of university that they want the rest end up going back to, like, basic jobs anyway. So they've got that degree and whatnot, and they can't do anything with it because they don't have the skills to apply it. Like, going to university's a good thing because you learn all the theory side of everything, but very rarely do they do any practical stuff where you actually get to apply that knowledge to an actual job. That's where, like, um, oh, like traineeships, apprenticeships, all that sort of stuff so much better than just going to university and getting a degree because you actually have the on like the, the actual experience to apply that knowledge to the to the job itself because you're actually on the floor you're actually learning the skills you need yeah exactly yeah. um and i'd like i don't want people to think that we're saying university is a bad place oh no because no. i like i don't want that to be, I, it's i don't want that to be misconstrued because many people have gone to university even like some of our some of our good friends, like Hayden, obviously, he's going to university. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that—that's the place he needed to go. Like, obviously, he lo- like he loves that sort of, he loves that sort of educate, like the way it's they, they educate more than more so than Year Twelve. Like he, when he was in there, he, he really enjoyed it. Like he enjoys how he learns and all that sort of thing. And he sort of had to because he's doing IT, like essentially IT. Yeah. Like that's the broad way to describe it. But he sort of had to do that through university. To get the best, do you know what I mean? To get the best education yeah. for that spe- that specific role. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like the like, university's great. Like I, I still want to go to university at some point in my life. I just want to make sure that I have something to apply that knowledge to at the other end. Like I'm not just going to go to university to get a g- degree for the sake of getting a degree. Getting a degree, I want to know what I can actually use the degree for and make sure that I have a job that uses that degree on the other end. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about studying? Um, well, I've always wanted to do like engineering, something to do with the mining. So, like mm. either civil or mining engineering, something like that. That's what I was thinking. It'd be something in line with what you're practically doing right now. Sort of, yeah, yeah. So what do you, um? Because what one thing I wanted to mention was, um, uh, going back onto the people who've sort of like gone to university and like sort of. Like a lot of, I can't think of one. Oh, I can think of a few who have sort of gone to university and they're actually still at it. Yeah. Like you know, there was. Oh, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I think Troy's one of them. Yeah, Troy's and doing know, engineering. Yep. And I know Rebecca's one of them. Like she sort of changed what she was doing, but she's she's gone back. I think she's in Sydney now. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like a few of them have sort of lost their way. Like I feel like. Yeah, that happens. I can't think. Of, I can't think of specifics though. But like even now, like. It's a learning experience as well. Like, not like you, you really grow. Like, no matter, like, of course, your first few years out of high school, you grow no matter what. But at university, you grow in such a. I think it's 
it's a different type of growing to like how we grow, how we grew these last three years. And yeah. you learn so much about like what you want to do and who you are and all that sort of like mushy, mushy stuff. Yeah. Like even our good friend, Matt Wormsley, because he was doing, he really wanted to do dentistry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he tried his best with his exams and all that. And, and he didn't end up getting the marks. Like he, was, like he was a little bit off, like not significantly, but he didn't get the marks he wanted to get. So he went to Newcastle, went to university and he did some other course. And I don't know if it's just Newcastle University, but he was able to transfer into dentistry the next year after completing that first year. Like, okay, that's all right. And he went to dentistry. He did it for a semester and he hated it. Yeah. I actually don't think he did it for a semester. I think he might have even done it for like only like a few weeks. Like he just, he didn't enjoy it. And it's funny how things like that, like that come up. Like you think you've got something that you want to do and then it's like, no. It's it's like it's complete, It's it's a reality check like, how do I how do I describe it? Like you go in and you have this this image of how everything's gonna like how everything is and how everything's gonna turn out. Like not even just like um, the the thing you're learning, but even like university itself. Because de- university is definitely not for everyone either. Like there's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Like even um ah oh, like Taylor, my girlfriend. She went to university for one day and she just felt like it just wasn't her thing. Like he didn't feel like that was the place she was meant to be. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people, they, and I think like, I don't know if it's like young people get more like anxious about education and that, but like, I feel like people are forced to go to university by like school, by their parents and they're pressured. And I don't like... Yeah, it's it's sort of the way our society is going though, because we're so progressive in Australia, especially. Everyone's pressured into thinking that, yeah, they have to go to university or it's like basically the end of the line, they won't progress anywhere else in life. It's sort of that idea of, yeah, you need to keep learning, you need to keep achieving higher levels of whatever it is, just so that you can achieve higher wage, have a higher income, you know, have better family, better house, all that sort of stuff. And it it is very competitive, especially in Australia, just to get into the universities, like you need to be, you're pressured to get such a high mark, have an awesome ATAR and everything. But then there's the downside of when, you know, you don't do particularly well with the ATAR and everything. And you come out of the end of, out of the other end of high school and you've got like, say an ATAR of like 50 or something. And all these employers, they look at your ATAR and think, oh, well, why is it so low? Like, is there something wrong with you? But there's so many factors that can bring your ATAR down. And it's this system, and I, I don't agree with it, but hey, some people manage to work it to their advantage, like the, the, the Ducks boys we know, we know, but um, yeah, like it just it's not reflective of who you are as a person at all. It's literally just a number and you need to treat it like that. Like you can't let it hold you back. If you get a low ATAR, you just keep striving towards what you want to achieve in life you don't let it hold you back because at the end of the day it is just a number like who cares if you can do a job and you can do it properly and you're interested then the employer should have no reason not to put you on what did your parents think of you not going to university they my parents are pretty they're like they don't really mind they kind of just let me do what i want to do like they never really pressured me as per se like, there's always, there's the pressure that every parent puts on their their children, like, you know, do do as well as you can, you know, 
it's great if you can go to university, all that sort of stuff. But they never sort of said, you have to go to university. It was always, if you want to go to university, we're there for you, we'll, we'll support you. So I was pretty lucky with that. And up until the end of the end of high school, I was more than willing to go to university. Like, uh, if I got the marks, I would have been doing civil or mining engineering right now. And I'd almost, I'd be in, yeah, my last year almost, so... Anyway, it didn't work out, so I'm I'm where I am now. Are you sort of glad you didn't go? Like, do you feel like you've done the things that you wanted? Do you know what I mean? Like, have you grown the way that you wanted to? Yeah, I feel, you know, I, I, know, I don't regret any of my choices up until now, and no one should, but um, I feel, yeah, if I'd have gone to university, I wouldn't have developed to be the person I am now, and I'm proud... Like I'm thankful for all of the, all of the things I've been given up until now. So I I wouldn't change a thing if if I could. No, and I agree a hundred percent. Like oh, I don't know when it was, but it was somewhere. It was sometime during year twelve. But I sort of like, I didn't listen to what anybody else said. Like I didn't like let people tell me how to go to university. Like this is like I willingly wanted to do that course, and then when I didn't want to do that course anymore, I was like well, that's my decision. Nobody else can stop me doing that. Like, what I, like I've really got a big, oh, like an entrepreneurial bug inside me, I feel. Yeah. Like, there's, I've always just wanted to make things and start things and yeah. do things. Oh, that's good. Like, that first, because I, I, Onwe was registered as a company on April 18th, 2015. So, it was a few months after I finished school. And then... Like, I, I think I quit the commercial working in the kitchen because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to focus on my graphic design stuff on the side while also building Ennui at the same time, figuring out that what, that, what that's going to be. And then, like, obviously, that didn't work out. I didn't get enough um, graphic design stuff that I wanted to do. Mm. Like, it's hard. It's hard being a freelancer. Like, I had those connections, but, like, it just wasn't regular enough. Yeah. And it just didn't, yeah. Um, and, like, there was aspects of my life there where I was like, okay, this is all right, like... I'll just go to my over the fence to my grandma's. Not over my fence. I go down to my grandma's every day. Um, you know, she has the, the, the nice fast internet. Um, you know, I'd work in the morning, figure like do some things. Um, at lunchtime, I'd walk down to Crowded House, have a coffee, maybe have a salad or something. And on my walks there and back, I'd listen to business podcasts, sort of like um, learning. And because one like one thing I was like, okay. The first thing I need to do is like how not not just like how do I start a business, but like how am I going to go about things? Like how am I going to do this properly? Like I just want to go start a business and say hey let's let's do stuff and then put it out. At the same time, I probably should have put stuff out from the beginning. I probably should have like you know the podcast realistically should have like forty no not forty more episodes, but like you know I should have started like when the company started. Yeah, because I think the first episode of the podcast. Like I'm going to look that up actually because. It's very interesting to think but, but how far I've come. I think it was good that you waited until you, you sort of had the infrastructure to start recording podcasts properly. Well, at the time, you sort of didn't have everything you have now, but it was at a point where it was bearable. I reckon if you had started earlier, you wouldn't have had the you wouldn't have had decent mics and it just would have been pretty cringy and during that time you like properly learn how to use like all the editing software and stuff like that. And it made it what it is. And I think that was probably a better choice. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. 
Like maybe I could have like, and I, I tried to document in different ways. Like I tried to get the brain going and doing a weekly newsletter of, um, oh, recommendations of shows and YouTube stuff and podcasts and music and stuff like that. And like, you know, that didn't really catch on that much at all. But like, what do you expect? Like that's, I tried something yeah. and I think that's the most important thing. I trialed something there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. the, I'm not, I'm not trying to turn this into the Omni talk, but I'm not trying to talk this in, turn this into on we talk on the on we talk <laughs> podcast, but it's a big part of like what I did these past few years, like after graduating. Of course, yeah. Like it's, it's your life now. Well, essentially, it is. Like that's what I'm going towards. Any other job is really something to help me, like whether that's financially or developing the skills to start on we to like to yeah. make on we a really big thing. Yeah. Like because I did. I after I left, after I stopped. Um, like, I rejected my offer. Actually, I didn't reject the offer. I postponed it for three years. So, realistically, I could go to university next year. Yeah. But, of course, I won't. Um, I think it was a few weeks after, I did a certificate four in small business management. And, like, you know, like, I did learn a few things, but I sort of knew a lot of it before. Like, I don't know, maybe I just, like, from research, I realized a lot of what that is. Like, I had learned a few different things, but nothing significant. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad I did it at the same time. Not for the certificate itself. I think it was just like confirming thoughts of like, this is the way to do it mm. at the same time. It didn't cost me like a lot. It was like a few, like a thousand, like 1500 or something like that. Um, and after that, like, and this, like right now I'm doing a certificate three in retail through the great company that is McDonald's. But like the one thing I, I've taken from that is... Like, you know, there's obviously like, okay, I'm right now learning, I'm at the, I'm at the tail end, but like I'm learning like food safety stuff and different stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff in there is like leadership and prioritization and all this other stuff I know will help not only on me as a company, but like, you know, when I get to the point where I can you know have hire people and all that sort of stuff, I'll know how to go about it. Yeah, exactly. Sort of yeah, thing. It's benefiting you. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like actually how to be a, essentially how to be a CEO, like you know, I'm a famous CEO, blah, blah, blah. But right now, that's just a title. It's realistically not much. Like, I know the goals of the company and all that sort of, like, mumbo-jumbo. But at the end of the day, now I feel like I'm in a better position to be a CEO of a company that is attempting to make money properly sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not just a project of a guy in a bedroom. Like, when I get to the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, And it's yeah. hard. Yeah. <sighs> um... So, is there anything else you wanted to talk about in in terms of after high school? Like, is there any, like, like, like I don't know, people that we... Because, like, people in our years, in our year were... Yeah. They had... We had a very... We had a pretty uh, diverse year, didn't we? Like, there was just that's the, a that's bit of everyone, word, yeah. yeah. Like, like, there was the... Not just, like, the smart kids and the dumb kids, but kids who wanted to do significantly different things. Oh, yeah. Like, the horsey people who have obviously gone on to do horsey sort of stuff. Some quite smart people who have sort of stayed around and not that they haven't done anything significant, but they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I can think of a few. And there's a few that have gone off and there's a few who work at McDonald's still and all that sort of stuff. And um, we've had a quite a diverse year. Like one of it, um, one person who I'm surprised they're still around, and this isn't his fault, it was more just how things turned out, was Carson. Because I know Carson was one of your good friends. And I know he went to university and he was living down there, but he just... I, I don't know if it was, that he couldn't afford or it just... 
Things weren't working out with his course. But now he's back. He's just, you know, working part-time, doing his thing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I feel like he's got he's got a lot of potential. Oh, yeah, definitely, in, yeah. Do you know what Carson wanted to do? Uh, I'm really not sure. I haven't spoken to him in a very long time. I, I saw him recently. We went out to sort of to morning tea with a friend um, that recently mm. had a baby. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, he, yeah. 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 And uh, he he was there, so we didn't. We, well, we chatted, but like we we haven't really stayed in touch since high school. So I don't really know what he's doing, but I just know that yeah, I think it was that he couldn't afford to go to uni, and that that happens with a lot of people. Like you you go off to university, and it's sort of like oh yeah, the the rush of going to university, you're gonna get this high level of learning and everything. But then you're like oh crap, like I have to live. So, like, you're away from home, you need to afford rent, um, food, transport, all that sort of stuff, and it just piles up and piles up and piles up. And, like, you've got your hex debt and everything to cover some of the costs, but you still need to be, like, working part-time and stuff like that. And for some people, that still isn't enough. And I think for Carson, yeah, he sort of just... It just, yeah, became too much, and he just couldn't afford it. So, a lot like with Brad when he went to uh, Newcastle, like you move away from home and you just you you don't properly plan about all the expenses that happens when you do that like the rent the food everything like that and he's only recently just been able to pay off all of the loans he had for that like that's crazy no like and that it is crazy isn't it like i don't i think brad just wanted to move out what do you think okay what do you think the difference was between you moving out into scone and brad moving out to newcastle like, regardless of the distance yeah. of from home and that, what do you think the difference was? Well, when I moved out, I basically, I budget myself to a really high standard. Like, I basically sat down and I wrote out all of the expenses that I'd start incurring once I left home, um, what the average cost would be for those things. And I had a full-time job at the time, which Brad didn't have. He moved before he had a job, and that's basically, that was basically his undoing. But I had a local, like a job, I was working at the lab. I'd saved up, I, th- I think it was like $12,000 or something in my account. So I was like, I had a decent amount of money to move out and be able to afford the upfront fees of like furniture, um, like power, like hooking up of power, internet, all that sort of stuff. So I made sure I had the money there ready to use initially and that I'd have enough to last me a few months if I needed to. And I had the job and a car, and everything like that, so I already had a lot of the stuff I'd need to spend a lot on initially, so it was like I was ready to move out, like I'd prepared myself for it, whereas with Brad, he basically just went for it without having the savings, and without planning, and stuff like that, and that's, that was basically his undoing. Um, just to, to clarify, how much did you have in the bank that you could, re- like, you could actually spend for that time? I think it was... I, I, can't quite remember it was a more than ten thousand dollars was like twelve thousand dollars and i felt like that was i never let my personally this is just how i do my savings i never let my bank account go under four thousand dollars that's like my insurance i kind of think of it as because I, I don't have health insurance or anything like that. i don't agree with insurance companies i think they're just money grabbing pricks so i just have my own little like slush fund basically so that's like if my car breaks down and I can't repair it and I need to buy a cheap car, I've got that $4,000 there to just go and do it and get me by, basically. So I just made sure I had like enough money to be able to do that sort of stuff. 
So that's yeah, because like, because as you know, I'm moving out the well the end like the next month. It's very soon actually, and I've got okay. I took a little bit a little bit out because I was investing in Bitcoin, but that's besides the point. Um, I have it's nearly five. By the time I leave, it'll be like five and a half, six thousand. Um, yeah, and but that's but that's also okay. So that doesn't include. Um, I've got an emergency fund of like I I, I decided to put an emergency fund aside. Cause I'm like, okay, what if something happens to my car? What if, like, well, anything. Someone breaks into the apartment, I have to replace something. Um, yeah. What if anything? And I also have an account that is my fixed account, which is for all my bills. Like, this isn't even including that sort of stuff. Like, I can, like, I can right now pay for like my insurance, for my car, um, rego, my my Netflix, my Dollar Shave Club, um, like a few other little things like that. Things that I know are going to be a recurring thing, and then you know my fifty dollars board that I'm playing paying at the moment, but like I'm able to bend that. Like right now, my I have to earn four. I think it's four hundred and fifty dollars to cover all my savings and my expenses essentially, and I'm getting like you know five fifty six hundred. A lot of that that I've earned since then has just gone into my long term for when I've moved. Like realistically, after I moved, like I'm not I've sort of know I can get a job and because of how old I am and how old I have to be get paid I can get a job that's you know I want to go part time because you know I still want to work on Onway at the same time etc etc but I know I can earn like 450 600 even a bit more than that um, and then that that covers that covers everything and I can live decently like I think that was that's really important to me like I don't want to just move into like a $240 place just for the sake of saving money yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, exactly. what did you was when you moved into your first place with um, was, is it Lance now? I can't remember. Lachlan. That's what Lachlan. It was. Yeah. Um, when you moved out, did you plan on moving into a place of that quality? Like you have that house was like you know it was good, it was a nice little place. Um, obviously it wasn't perfect and um, you know it was just basic. Were you planning on moving to just something basic, or were you plan like looking at something a bit more because you had a bit of money saved, or or what were you, what were you thinking? Well, when we sort of moved out, we were looking at the housing market, and in our area, it's very competitive for rentals at the moment because there's not a lot of new houses being built and putting up for rent. Um, we sort of budgeted between the one eighty to three hundred mark, and we're just looking for. Basically anything. We would have pretty much taken anything because we didn't have pets or anything at the time. So it was like, well, we won't need to look for one like that. Um, our only real criteria was at least two bedrooms um, and enough space for two cars. So we pretty much just took whatever we could get. Um, initially, we weren't even looking at the house we ended up getting. We were looking at one down the road and the real estate was like, oh, because we went to an open house um, to look at that house and then they said, oh, we're having another open house just down the road from this one if you want to come have a look at that one. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. So we went and had a look at it and we're like, yep, okay, this seems to be the one for us. We put in our application and within, I think it was like two weeks, they said, yep, you can have it. And we moved in probably a week or so after that. Shit. That's crazy, isn't mm. it? Um, I just want to mention something. Um very specific about that when you moved in there. How long was it until you got internet there? Oh, it would have been like five months, I think. Um, how was that? Horrible. Because, <laughs> yeah, the residence we were at was a um, shared block. It was a duplex. 
and mm. the internet provider had connected internet to the house beside us, like the unit beside us, and hadn't connected it to the one we were in. So whenever we'd call them, they'd keep telling us, yeah, internet's connected to the premises. And we're like, well, no, it's a duplex. We don't have internet, but our neighbor does. And they said, oh, all right, then we'll send someone out to fix it. And they just never did because it kept coming up in the system. We have it connected, but we never did. So eventually I like got onto them. We're like, yeah, you got to sort this shit out. So they sent someone out, fixed it all up, did everything. Ended up costing us like 300 and something dollars just to get it connected then we had to pay oh, for the plan Christ. on top of that. And it had taken him like five months to do it. So it was, like, it was ridiculous. And that's just the way internet providers are in Australia at the moment. Like with MBN and everything, it's just a huge, huge muck around. Like I heard on the radio the other day, they're actually offering refunds to like 45,000 people through Telstra because Telstra was selling them these plans, promising speeds that the NBN can't even deliver. And people were just getting ridiculously ripped off. So they yeah, they had to offer like 45,000 refunds or something. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my fucking God. Like I've, Telstra's a very, like right now, Telstra recently has been fucking horrible. Yeah. Like fucking atrocious internet. And um, when I was at Hayden's, um, he has TPG. You know, it's just like one of those ones on the TV that you see. And it's like, oh, okay, that seems all right. But like, you know, it seems a bit home brandish, whatever. Apparently, his internet's perfect. It's absolutely, like, stunning. Yeah. Like, they stream Netflix all the time, like, at great quality. And, like, because I've decided to go, like, the full... Oh, I think it's, like, $100 plan. Because I'd, I'd planned to, for half of it, at least, like, pay $50 each month off of my half. And I'm like, okay, well, if I've budgeted that, then let's just go the 100 And it's, like, ridiculous. Like, it's, it's like it's great speed. It's a great speed. Um, obviously, unlimited... It's like, like if I can, if you can afford it, why not pay that? Because I also want to, like, you know, I want to get into live streaming and I'm going to be uploading all the time, etc. Like, why not pay that much to get the best in it you can? You can. Yeah, of course. Really, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Cause I'm in the same. Much, I'm in the same school mm. of thought. Yeah, like I, I'd much prefer to have the better internet, even if it costs that little bit more. I'm all about speed because, like, even at the moment, I'm paying for, I'm paying like ninety dollars a month. For Telstra, like, whatever. I know Telstra's, like, a pain in the ass, but being in rural Australia, basically, if you have anything other than Telstra, you get reduced speed. Like, in Canberra and whatnot, where you're hoping of moving to, you can have sort of any provider you want because they provide yeah. to metro areas, which is great. Like, that's awesome. But a lot of those new upcoming providers won't provide to regional areas, which is really, really frustrating. Do you think it'll um, it'll spread to the rural areas like in the next five years? Do you think? Oh, I hope so. With the NBN network, I really do hope so, but I'm doubtful. Are you? What are you thinking to do? Like, is going to tough it out realistically, and you know, like get to your, get with your NBN and like, cause you, are you guys on NBN yet or not? Um, <laughs> I. Uh, you are, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, um, I went down oh, to the, okay. the store in Mussy and was were talking to the people. I think it was like a month ago, and they said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we can come sort it out in like two weeks' time." It's been it's been four weeks. Still haven't heard a thing. So you know, good old Telstra taking their time. Yeah, that's my experience with Telstra. Like that's just fucking dog shit. Like it's dog. Like you know, like Telstra, like whatever. I'm not trying to talk shit about you, but I am at the same time because your service is horrible. 
Um, and the fact that I can't even upload properly sometimes, and like it'll just be it take eight hours to upload something, which realistically should take like half the time. It's just fucked up. Yeah, I, really I can't is. even stream. I can't even stream online videos anymore. I used to be able to, but now they're just their service is just going downhill. It's horrible. Oh, it's ridiculous. And like for me, down in um, you know I'm living down the, the flat with my girlfriend, and the internet it just keeps cutting out on my phone all the time. Um, it keeps cutting out. My internet itself keeps cutting out. The connection is dog shit. Realistically, it should be much better than this. And I'm just, I'm yeah. sick of it. I, and that's why I'm glad I'm moving because I know I'm going to be like, have something decent for sure. Yeah. Um, a very, that was, that turned into something very interesting there talking about that. Um, oh, let's, let's go a bit further back. So like, you know, this is a, like we've talked about after school and everything after that. I want to talk about yeah. our, like even like our last few weeks of school. Um, were you nervous to graduate? Yes, like insanely nervous. Like, uh, to, for the last probably six months of high school, it was the most stressed I had ever been in my entire life, and probably till this day, it is the most stressed I have ever been. And I was getting to the point where I would make myself physically ill just from stress. It was horrid. I was just so freaked out about yeah, what would happen after school. I didn't really, I sort of understood that, you know, people would drift away and I wouldn't have as many friends and that sort of thing. Like that, that just happens. But I was really freaking about, about sort of the future, like my career, like whether or not I'd be a success, things like that. Like it just was so daunting at that time. And like everyone's there like, okay, you need to make these decisions. You need to make sure you're doing the right thing. And it just put, they put so much pressure on year, in, on year 12 students. It's ridiculous. It, oh, it's ridiculous. It is, and I think, um, like for, like for me, like I was with I was with someone at the time who was very, like you know, each their own, do your own thing, but, but like, whatever. But she was very pressuring, like even after, like she was like, you know, you're gonna like move out, and then when you graduate, I'll move in with you. But I'm like, I don't want to. Like I was, and I was very stressed by that as well. And there was so many things in high school I really wish I did. I really wish I did music still. I really wish I. Um, kept going at that and drops in your science instead because I fucking hated it and I wish I did something creative like that because there was a there's a creative outlet there that I, I wanted to like I wanted to like fill yeah and I really wish I did and then that's on top of like the stress of like you know you got to do well blah 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 like I didn't give a shit about senior science like you know what I mean like I just didn't I didn't ever care for it business you know I loved it I absolutely loved that um art the practical side at least because I was making my film and making something um pretty much everything else I didn't I really didn't care for like it was it was a struggle even being in English sometimes because I didn't I didn't like the teacher like she was nice lady whatever but I don't know she seemed very she had very high standards for us yeah let's just put it that way um did you like did you are you glad with that um with how you went in your HSC itself I mean, there's always room for improvement, but of course. I'm, I, I did what I did. I'm neither proud nor disappointed. It is what it is. I'm, I'm about the same. Like, I knew my mark was going to be down because I did senior science, obviously, because it was like, I, had, I would have had to score like really, really high to keep that up. Mm. And I did art. And it's the exact same thing. And it was like the, some of the subjects I chose were not very um, 
like it wasn't like it didn't support my ATAR whatsoever. So I was like, what are you, what am I going to expect if I do subjects like that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for like a lot of people who want to do really well, like they obviously chose their advanced English and their um um extent like not extension math um maths but like two unit maths and like your histories and your all that sort of thing. Even your business is like that to an extent. All that sort of thing. Um, the creative subjects I don't really like. The anything that's like not the high, not 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 that it's not the highest level, but anything that's not um, really academic, they don't really give a shit about. Like it, like the ATAR doesn't really give a shit about sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why I don't like that. I don't like the ATAR because it's like okay, well, what if I want to get the marks to get into this creative course? I've got to do non-creative courses just to get into it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's stupid. Like, you can try your best, but I just don't get it. I really don't. I think it should just be based off your... Me- like, you know what I mean? It should be like a resume. Like, mm. it's different for different people. You don't have to have... Tick all the boxes. You just have to tick the right ones for that course. Yeah, exactly. That's what I never understood. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh. I disagree with the schooling system in Australia. It, it It's really just hit and miss. Like, you could be the best sort of at following... It's it's basically like you have to... Yeah, like you said, you, you tick all the boxes in the curriculum. Some people are excellent at that. Like, they can read through the curriculum, understand what needs to be done, and just do that. And for some people, yeah, they do, they do excellent during high school. They come out the other end, and they can't adapt to any other style of learning. So they can't learn on the job. They can't learn throughout university where they have to basically like resource their own learning materials and stuff like that. And it, it kind of just pisses me off because it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this person, they're so intelligent. Like they got a huge ATAR, but they're actually so bland and can only learn through this like one specific type of learning method. And it's just that's not how you should be in life. You need to be able to, to adapt. If you can't adapt, then, in my opinion, you're not an intelligent person. Oh, that's exactly right. If you're not able to adapt, you're not an intelligent person. Like, um, I think a lot of people, like, they might be intelligent, but they just knew that they... How do I explain it? They knew they weren't able to... Or they knew they didn't need to go with the system sort of thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of people like that. And they're like, just like, who cares? We'll be able to get out of it after anyway I'll get an alright ATAR and I'll get into what I want to do I think that's what a lot of people were yeah were like for, for some people it stressed I know for you and Hayden specifically it stressed you out like it was very very hard on you just trying you having to achieve like not even like having to achieve well but just having to achieve something of significance and well, I think that's well, it's like it's like having a mid we everybody had a cry like had a, had a midlife crisis essentially yeah. a lot of people did <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it's like, I, I know Hayden, Hayden's very intelligent, don't get me wrong, and he, he can adapt to pretty much anything, like, I I have, like, Hayden in my mind is just such, he's a very intelligent person, because, yeah, he's great at adapting, he can resource his own material, everything like that. Um, with my schooling, I sort of didn't care about the educational side of things, I was more striving towards sort of the leadership side of things like I I did all of the extracurricular leadership programs all of like the summer schools and stuff like that I did a lot of stuff outside of school I sort of didn't really care about my marks as much and my HSC reflected that so it's like it doesn't reflect any of that extra stuff I did and I did a lot like a ridiculous amount of stuff to do with leadership outside of school 
And unless I get certificates for it, it doesn't show up in my HSC. So it's like my future employers will never know unless I tell them um, and have proof about all of that extra stuff I did. They won't care about it. So it's like, well, the HSC kind of is a load of shit in like for someone like me because I have all of this stuff that isn't written on paper, but I have all of the knowledge for it and the skills. So it's like, well, what do I do with that now? Whereas with like Hayden, he got amazing results in the HSC. I'm not sure if he did much to do with leadership or anything. I don't know. But like he, he on no, paper... I don't think he did. I, th- I think he was more concentrated on that schoolwork. Yeah, yeah, but so like on paper, Hayden is like whiz kid. He's genius level. And it's like, I feel like... I'm not going to say that I'm a genius, but in some ways, in my own way, I feel like I'm a lot more intelligent than some people to do with like leadership skills and people skills and stuff like that. Like I can, like with, with my new job at the moment, I sit there amongst this new group of people and within half an hour of them just like casually chatting, I know what type of person they are, basically what type of schooling they've had, where they've come from, their background, that sort of stuff. Like I can interpret people really well just because I've done a lot of people related things throughout high school and stuff like that and I've learned how to deal with different groups of people and just things like that which I think is a great skill to have in life because if you're an intelligent person and you have no people skills then that's that's a massive barrier whereas with if you have good people skills it doesn't really matter how intelligent you are because you can sort of just adapt to any situation to do with other people no that's exactly right it's um I wanted, you know, like we'll go, like we've been very, it's been a bit, not heavy, we've had a very <laughs> deep conversation just, just recently. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about something, you know, we can, we'll look at it in a bit of a, in a little bit of a lighter way. I want to, I want to talk about, you know, our final day at school, our graduation and our, and our formal and our after party. Like, let's just, we'll blend it all into one sort of conversation. Um, were you nervous on stage for that last because you were a school captain, you were up on stage, weren't you? Yeah. For that, for our final assembly. Yeah. Yeah, of course I was nervous. Well, it was at that point. I think that I, we did like thirty assemblies where I was a school captain. So you know, for the first one, you're incredibly nervous, and up behind the lectern, my legs were like shaking. I don't know if you could really see it from the audience, but I was trembling like horribly. Um, I have a lot of social anxiety. I don't know if I ever said that. So, like, that's no. kind of why I thrusted myself into the spotlight. It was basically just throwing myself in the deep end, hoping that it would help me overcome my fear. And it never really has, but I'm glad that I did because it's helped develop my skills. Um, but, yeah, I had really bad social anxiety throughout high school. So I, a lot of people didn't even realize that but because I just throw myself in the deep end. So for those assemblies, I was up there trembling and just in the back of my mind, I was in a different place. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's like I'm in front of all of these people talking to them. It was like 400 something people in our school or more, 500 or something. I don't know. And it's sort of, I just felt like I was on autopilot. Like in the back of my mind, I was thinking about completely different things, but I could still be on stage talking to all these people. Did you... um? What did you? Oh, what was I going to say? Did you get any awards on that last day? Because I got nothing. I just got. I just went up on stage and got my thing, and then walked off. Did you get any special awards for anything? Uh, I think I got uh, first in 
Entertainment Industry and English Extension 1, I think it was. Um, do you think that was hard to get those? Well, there was only two people in my ex- uh, English Extension class, so it's like, well... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. like... But, like, sh- sh- the, other, the other girl in my class, like, we were both pretty much even in terms of results. I think it was basically one essay that put me ahead of her. So it was like we were so close the whole time. So at times I feel like I didn't even really earn it. But anyway, it is what it is. Um, with entertainment, though, I'd been that was like one of my passions. It was sort of a real hobby of mine throughout high school. So sort of the class side of it um, sort of just came naturally to me. Whereas with the other students in the class, it wasn't as much. So it was kind of just like, yeah, you know, the whole time they were basically just like, yeah, you, you're pretty much going to top this class. So. I kind of knew it was going to happen. Was it odd saying goodbye to everybody at the school? Like, there's some teachers I really... Res- like, there's a, there's a handful of teachers there I really respected as people and as educators. Because I know their job is... Yeah. Like, realistically, they could have, like, you know, a year 12 class, a really good one. But then the other five periods of the day, they could have these stupid, fucking, annoying, <laughs> bratty kids for the yeah. rest of the day. Yeah, well, I had a few like, teachers that I no really other... looked up to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I had a few teachers I really looked up to, like uh, my English teachers, my physics teacher, and teachers like that. Like, there were a few teachers that I didn't... Not All the teachers I had in year 11 or 12 I thought were great, but there were some of the teachers in the school I didn't necessarily agree with. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually go to the day where we received our... HSC results there was like a morning tea or something I didn't go to that because I was so sick just from stress <laughs> really I couldn't I couldn't go so I didn't go to the last like final day as they call it where they have the morning tea I just couldn't I couldn't get out of bed it was horrible shit Chris like uh, yeah. that's just like you did you think that's um do you think that means there's something wrong with how the system is? Like, do you really think, like, do you think the system should make people feel like that? No, I, I don't think it's structured well at all. I basically, the, the way I see everything nowadays is our parents' generation or the generation above them, they sort of created this system where they tried to fix all of the mistakes they made as kids, but didn't understand that making mistakes is part of what we are so they try to eliminate all of that and don't let us experiment and stuff like that and that's kind of what makes us so rebellious and gives us all this stress all that sort of stuff i don't i just don't agree with it at all it's like with the the driving like getting our licenses and stuff how they make us do all of these different tests and it's like it costs us so much money and like the insurance companies jack up our insurance costs because they think we're all horrible. And that just basically, it fuels it. Like making us pay all this money and stuff. Um, it's just, it's ridiculous. It really is. It, it's like I've, I've seen people that are just the worst drivers in the world driving around and they got their license first try. Whereas it took me like two or three times to get my P's. Like, and I've never have an, had an incident ever. And I'm like the most cautious driver. It's just ridiculous. And it's like our parents' generation, the parents above them, all they had to do was hop in a car with an instructor, drive around the block, and it's like, here you go, here's your full unrestricted license, drive whatever you want. And it's just like, it feels a bit hypocritical at times. 
Yeah. Yeah. I no doubt. Um, this like on that topic of driving. Do you think it's stupid how, like this? Maybe this is my thought, but okay. On your on your L's, you can either drive manual or auto because you obviously have someone in the car. Then you either go for your manual or your automatic license. But even if you go for your automatic, a year later you can drive a manual legally. Mm. Like, for some people, I think that's okay. But it shouldn't be for everyone. Like, you know, you're not good enough to get your manual license. You go for your auto and a year later you try and drive manual and then you fuck up driving manual and you quite cause an accident. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I feel, yeah. I, like, do, I don't think it's right. Have, yeah, there should be a way to sort of tell whether or not you can drive manual. Like, with me, um, I learned to drive in a manual car, but mm. I bought an auto for my first car or, or my second car because I had a manual to learn in and I didn't like that car. So I got rid of it and bought an auto. So I got my P's in an auto, but I could drive a manual. Mm. So by the time I got my blacks, um, like I've recently just bought a manual car um, a few years later. So, like, I have the experience to be able to drive a manual, even though I didn't have a manual P's license. So, there are people out there that, like that, like, I think I'd be the exception. But I know what you're saying, where, like, people get their license in an auto, have never had experience in a manual, and then all of a sudden, they can drive a manual and go, oh, okay, yeah, like, it's a car, I can drive it, hop in and then have an accident because they don't understand how to drive it properly. And, like, it's a good thing because, like, for you, for example, it's like, okay... I've got to go for my blacks, but I have to go to do a manual test so they know I can actually drive it properly. Or even when you go for your greens, you have to do a manual driving test. Yeah. Like, whatever. For you, it's easy because you can actually do it. But for people who are trying to do it, it's like, it's like, what's the point? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you're just wasting people's time. You're wasting, essentially, the government's money, realistically. Like, you know, wages, all that, like, all that shit. Mm. It's just wasting time, wasting resources, like, trying... And then... But then for other people, and there's like, then there's the third sort of person that's like, realistically, like they can drive manual, but then, you know, they have a shit, uh, an instructor who got dumped by their boyfriend earlier that day and they're in a shit fucking mood. It's like, it's a pro, it's the same process of getting your L's. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you have to, yeah. surely there's something you can do in the process that make, that fixes all this because you'd think like, so. you know what I mean? You'd, you'd think so. Um, <laughs> what I wanted, to, what I wanted to mention was the, the formal. Did you, do you feel <laughs> like you dress up nicely for the formal? Oh God, I, I oh the formal God is. Okay, tell us about the formal, Chris. Uh like, because I, I, I was a school captain, I got forced to sit like at a table with the other school captains and their parents and whatnot. Um, and like next to the principal and all the other teachers and stuff like that. So it was like, I didn't really get to sit with friends. Um, but like, I remember my hair was longer back then. That was like when I was first growing it out and I had my, uh, oh, really? I had my cheap big W suit on my like three piece suit, like real, real flimsy. Um, God, I, I just remember a couple who, I think it was just one person turned up and I don't know whether it was drugs or they'd preloaded with like a ton of alcohol, but they were just there to make, oh God, that was funny. And then, then we had like the photo booth. Oh, good times. A lot of cringe, a lot of cringe in those photos. And I think I know the person you're talking about with the, with the drugs. I actually believe there was, um, they went downstairs to the bathroom and took some more drugs. Oh God. At the actual venue, I'm like, okay, 
I'm pretty glad I'm not going to see you again. <laughs> Even though I've seen them once or twice since, mm. it's like, you know, okay, we're growing out. We're, I think it was, see, one thing, it's like, oh, you're going to miss all these nice people and that. But there was, in the back of my head, I'm like, for most of these people, and realistically, yes, most of them, I'm so glad I'm never going to see oh, you yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Honestly. There was a few people from our year I'm so glad I don't I never have to see again. <laughs> and on the under end of that actually. There's some, like you know, there were some nice people in a year that you could like, you know, have a good conversation with, even if you weren't the closest with them and whatnot. And I've seen a few of them since and they were quite rude to me. Oh. They've been quite rude to me, and that makes me very sad. But oh. as oh, who did I see the other day in the drive thru? It was oh, Justin Gillis. You know, I was never really that close with Justin Gillis, but he was very nice. He said, Oh, how you going, mate? He was he was very inviting, very smiley, and I'm like, like, that made my day. Do you know what I mean? Like, just the fact that you stopped to say hello, and like, in a way that it's like you recognize me, and you know, it's like, it's good to see you. Because a lot of people are just yeah. fucking rude pricks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's really true. Yeah. Um, you had, you went to a separate after party, to what I did. Yes, yeah. Did you like your little private after party? Well, okay, so... Back during high school, I sort of had it in my head that alcohol was the enemy. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And that is just so funny to think of now. I'm with not how an alcoholic now, or anything. But I, I just like basically, I no. thought alcohol. You know, it makes it pe- people act stupid. It costs so much, all this sort of stuff. So I was like, well, why bother? Um, my idea on alcohol now is still similar. Like, I don't drink to get drunk. I think that that's just dumb. Like, if you're going to do that, something's wrong with you in the head. Um, but I have the capacity to be able to afford decent alcohol now, and I only drink alcohol um, for the sake of trying new things and because I like the taste. I'm not going to drink alcohol to make myself drunk. But back during the after party, so everyone had all their alcohol, they're drinking away, everyone's getting drunk, and I'm just sitting there drinking, like, Coke. I'm just watching this shit go down, and I was just so sick of it at one point. I think... So... Brayden. Do you remember Brayden? Yes. I think he had about three beers, and he couldn't walk, or he supposedly couldn't walk. I think... Oh, I, I don't know if he was putting it on or if alcohol just affected him so badly. But um, basically, I spent most of the night helping him to walk and whatnot. And that's basically just my memory of the after party, just cleaning up everyone else. That's very... that's That sounds like a fucking shit after party, to be honest. And this wasn't even like the main... This is like, you know, a second little private after party. You still had... Not dickheads, but you had... Some... How would you describe them? Dickheads? <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll go with dickheads. Um, like, so the after party I went to, it was actually all right. Like, you know how you had some rowdy... Not, not rowdy, you know, dancing the dance music, having a few drinks. Like, you know, I had my few drinks, had a few chat to people, and then I went home and stayed to Matt Wormsley's, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. It was just... It was pretty tame. Mm. It was... Um, I think they pump it up. They pump up, oh, let's go to the after party... Everyone's gonna have sex with everybody else. I don't think I don't know anybody who got laid that night. I don't know anybody who got laid. I don't know anyone. But then again, you think drunk. about it, it's like, oh yeah, we're we're eighteen, blah blah blah. Realistically, we're still kids. We're still kids. Like, I, it's funny, the kids who are like you know, oh, 16, 17, 18 now, they act like they're so much older, and a lot of them are drinking more and having sex all the time, and 
you know, there's people getting pregnant at 17 now and yeah. like more so than it was a few years ago, it's, I feel. It's kind of like, yeah, older generations are forcing this sort of maturity on people at a younger and younger age all the time. So it's like they have to feel like they're acting like adults at such a young age when they don't understand what being an adult really is. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's that, It hits the nail on the head. Mm. Um, we're, we're hitting that one hour in about 30 seconds. Um, Chris, is there anything else you wanted to say to... Is there any advice for people who are graduating high school right now who listen to this podcast, which is like probably zero, but just in case? Uh, well, my, my current perspective on high school is basically drop out and wubba lubba dub dub um i think it's nail on the head um wubba lubba dub dub anybody everybody anybody and everybody and we'll see just, you next time i just felt my hashtag. iq raise like a ton did you um yeah i i feel like just even just hearing the words wubba lubba dub dub oh. i feel like i can solve um shit i think i just came up with string theory cancer oh String. Oh shit! So look, I think we need to put our minds together. I feel like we can, like, if we if we put our heads together and we fuse it together, like the mm. whole world will just like, comb- like combust, mm. and then big bang all yeah. over again. Oh, big bang. Yes, just like me and Brad's mum, which is your mum, and I just realised that. Good night, hey. everybody. This has been on we talk. A We Are On We production, hosted by me, Matthew Winter. You can find more episodes of our show on iTunes, Spreaker, and Google Play, as well as on our website, onwe.tv, which is E-N-N-U-I dot TV, and at youtube.com slash onwetv1.